Join me on my journey as I explore wealth in all areas of life. I'm your host, Mindy Kinnis, and this is The Lucrative Society. Well, we made it. (laughs) I don't know about you, but uh, just to be sitting here now, there's a lot of gratitude. It is December 31st, New Year's Eve, 2020. And wow, what a year, right? Such a crazy, crazy experience. My, my crazy experience started in 2019, but it just continued to get even crazier. I didn't think that was possible, but uh, this year has, has really, really topped it. So every year, at the end of the year, I take some time to look back over the year that has just gone by and also to plan for the year ahead. Now, I haven't always done that. I haven't been a big planner. I tend to be more of a spontaneous type of person, kind of just dive in without a lot of planning or preparation and kind of see what happens, you know, throw spaghetti against the wall, see what sticks. That generally for probably the majority of my life has been my MO. However, I will tell you this, if you feel like you don't have time to plan or it's not worth planning or whatever other excuse that you have for not doing it, let me remind you that it was one of the most significant shifting factors in my business. When I started really looking at my annual plan, and this was probably, I don't know, six, seven years ago, it dramatically changed my business and most specifically my business income. I made way more money when I started planning. So even though it is kind of against the grain for me, it's not my my normal way of being, it is something I've found worth it. So if you haven't done that yet for 2021, I highly recommend even just spending 30 minutes at minimum writing down or vocalizing what it is that you want, what your intentions are, what some of your goals are. And I'm going to talk a little bit about how I've shifted away from goal setting in a little bit, but uh, it's really, really helpful. Let me just say that. So when I first started, I looked at my calendar from 2020, and my first thought was, I don't think I did anything. (laughs) I don't think I got anything done because realistically, for the most part, a lot of my 2020 was still finding my footing, finding solid ground after the death of my husband in 2019. I think that I at some times was trying to talk myself into feeling better than I was feeling or even to put on a a strong face for my community because I know a lot of people were looking to me to not not only see how I was doing, but also for leadership, for guidance in trying times. And while I would say I have a lot of resiliency, I know that there were definitely times where it didn't feel that way. So that's really, you know, my first thought about 2020 was, wow, it was really just a lot of wandering around, <laughs> not really accomplishing anything. That being said, what I recognized is what I was falling into was something that Dan Sullivan calls the gap. If you don't know Dan Sullivan, he's the founder of Strategic Coach. I, I met him through that program. 
And it's a really powerful principle because he talks about what happens with entrepreneurs is we achieve all this stuff, right? And then we're standing at our current vantage point, whatever is right now, today. And we're generally looking ahead because that's what entrepreneurs do. We're looking out and I'm doing it right now. Okay, 2021, like we're not even there yet. (laughs) We're already looking ahead to that. And we're seeing this potential future out ahead of us and recognizing how much distance there is in between where we are now and where that distant future is, that potential goal or destination that we are hoping to get to. And that can be a problem if that's the only perspective we're ever taking because it can be disheartening. We're always thinking, ah, we're not there yet. And of course, there is no there, there is no final destination. The goal, as Dan Sullivan talks about it, is to turn around and look back, look backward and to say, look at what I have accomplished. So even where I was thinking, man, I didn't really accomplish anything, that that was far from the truth. When I looked at my calendar, I realized, wow, I ran two different coach training sessions, graduated a bunch of new coaches into the world. That was awesome. I spoke at an event back in January, which looking back now, I was still really, really fragile in January. And I don't know how that probably didn't come across as well as uh, it could have been. But, you know, everything happens for a reason. In April, I launched this podcast with season one, which was the first 20 episodes that Sean and I had recorded together with a variety of our guests and then carried on with season two, which is now wrapping up with this episode. Season three will begin next year, but what an adventure that has been. When it first launched, I think it was at number 12, maybe, or 13, in the whole entrepreneurship category on Apple Podcasts, which was just amazing. I was not expecting it to uh, do anything like that. But since then, it has hit top 20 entrepreneurship in so many countries around the world. It's been top 20 in Sweden, the Philippines, Egypt, New Zealand. And every time that happens, it, I don't know, it it almost feels like a little, a burst of gratitude for like, hey, Sean, like we're really doing this. (laughs) Even though he's not here to enjoy the, the stats, if you will, it just, it feels really, really great. So just a huge thank you to all of you all over the world who have made that happen. Everybody who has listened and downloaded and left a rating and left a review. I so, so appreciate that. I took a look at the top five episodes and wanted to just recap a few of them for you. There's been so many great conversations. And of course, they're all available wherever you listen to podcasts or also at lucra.com. But the number one top, top episode from this whole year was with Alison Maslin. The topic was how running herself over with a car was the wake up call she needed. Now, I absolutely love that story. I mean, it's a terrible thing that happened to her, but it's an amazing, incredible story that she tells. Not only was it a powerful story, that was the absolute last recording 
that I have with Sean. It was the final podcast that we did before his death. We recorded that with Allison on Monday afternoon in August of 2019, and Sean died that Wednesday, so just two days before. So that was the the top-ranking episode of this year, which I'm delighted by that. Second to that was episode number 21, which was the first time that I was solo on this podcast. I called it My Heart is Not Broken. And that was where I recounted the day that he died. And that was an intense, that was an intense episode. Uh, If you heard it, you likely recall that. I got so many messages after that aired, just people talking about how powerfully they experienced that episode. If you haven't heard it, I would go back and listen. That one is 21, My Heart Is Not Broken. Number three on the ranking is such a fun conversation with John Carter. He was telling stories about how his zebra (laughs) escaped off of his ranch in Texas. And I mean, what a wild story. John is just a really cool guy. Just that was an awesome conversation. So that ranked as number three. Number four was episode number 19 with Chris Voss. He is the former FBI negotiator, and people love Chris. They love his book, Never Split the Difference. If you haven't read it yet, hint, hint, go get it. Uh, But again, Chris is also just an awesome human being, and I always have a lot of fun in conversation with him. And then number five on the list for this year was with Russell Brunson, We were talking about speaking when I was putting on the Lucrative Speaker Summit earlier this summer. So those were the top five, all great conversations, and there were so many more, just really, really good conversations. What I love about the platform of podcasting is being able to sit with somebody because I'm an introvert anyway. I'm not into big crowds and tons of people. My absolute favorite thing to do is to connect with one, maybe two people and sit down over a good meal and just dig in. I'm not into the fluff. I'm not into the piddly conversation and surface level bullshit I am much more interested in going in depth, and this podcast has allowed me to do that with a whole variety of people that normally we wouldn't get the chance to do that because we live in different states or even different countries, and it is, it's just awesome. One of the things that I tell my guests behind the scenes before we start recording is that this isn't necessarily your typical podcast where... I put everybody on a pedestal and say, look at how amazing these people are. Tell us your wisdom. No, I'm like, tell me about your life. Tell me about your beliefs. Tell me about your thought processes that have allowed you to create what you have created. And let's go in depth. And these are some of the questions that I would ask them if I were sitting with them over a meal or having coffee. And I want the listener to be able to feel as if they are maybe just sitting at the table next to us and they are getting an ear in on our conversation. So hopefully you as a listener have found that helpful or maybe even enjoyable. But that is always my goal is to allow people into the inner workings of some of these, you know, bigger name 
people in the industry. And one of the things that I love about my position in this industry is that I have, thanks to my husband, so many different connections in variety of different industries, you know, big time people in health and wellness and business and prosperity and abundance and spirituality. So that is always how I've lived my life, just kind of seeking out a variety of different types of friendships, different types of people. And that has contributed to this podcast. All of these conversations have been the result of that, which I absolutely love and I hope that you have also. In May, I hosted the first Play Big Challenge. That was for the members of the Lucrative Society. That's my online coaching membership. And that was in tribute to Sean. His license plate on his Cadillac Escalade was Play Big. I mean, actually, it was Play and then BG. So I always gave him a hard time that it actually stood for Play Batgammon or Play Bodyguard or something else. He was so pissed that he couldn't get Play Big fully spelled out because of the little handicap icon that took up a space so if he didn't have to have that he would have had the full play big but he had play bg so we had the play bg challenge back in may and congrats to tony merrill who won that challenge just for just for playing big she back then was new to making online videos and i believe she made a video every single day for her social media which was awesome that was a huge step forward for her and definitely out of her comfort zone. So she won that challenge. So again, congrats on that. And then, as I mentioned, the Lucrative Speaker Summit was in August. That was a whole lot of fun. We had all the all the greats of industry, everybody from Russell Brunson to Eben Pagan to Chris Voss to Allison Maslin to Sally Hogshead, just so many fantastic people coming together, one, in tribute, to Sean and two to say, hey, if you want to be a speaker, if you want to be on stages, if you want to get your message out, even if it's on video through social media, here's what you need to do. Here's how to elevate yourself as a speaker, as a human. It was an awesome, awesome time. And then from that, we launched the World Class Speaker Program. And a huge shout out to Billy Nelson. She won the speaker competition and she had not spoken before. (laughs) She signed up kind of on a whim for this program. She went through the six weeks and it was fast and furious. Usually it was a much longer program, but I decided to just go for it quick and dirty. And she ended up winning, which was so, so awesome. So again, congrats to Billy Nelson on that. That was fantastic. In November, I ran my very last HeartPath retreat. A lot of people said, Mindy, why are you closing this thing down? Why are you, why are you stopping HeartPath? It's, you know, it's been your thing since 2011. And while that is true, really what I want to do is focus in on a few key programs this coming year. If there's one piece of coaching that I have received more than any other this year, all of 2020, through all of my various coaches that I've worked with, it has been focus, bring it in, narrow it down, (laughs) tighten it up. Because as many of you know, 
through the whole of our Lucra business, we had so many different programs. We had speaker training. We had coach training. We had heart path. We had the key is confidence. We had so much stuff. We had the lucrative society. There were so many things going on. And if I can pass along the coaching that I have paid a lot of money for, I will just pass it on to you for free. It's bring it into like one, maybe two programs. And yes, you can have different levels within those, but like just make it easier. The level of complexity (laughs) that Sean and I had created, not only in our business, but in our life, my goodness, this year has been a dismantling of complexity in so many different ways. Business, stuff, life, relationships, all the things, just making them less and less complex. So I highly recommend that to you. In November, I also did a live event that was called HP2 or Heart Path 2. That was just pure magic. It was a very, very tiny, intimate event, all women, and so, so powerful. It was such a great, great experience, most especially because we were live, real time, real life in Sedona. And it was just so nice to be with people again, because even though technology is awesome and I'm so grateful for things like Zoom, where we can connect all over the world, there really is something special about being in the same room, in the same place, getting to enjoy meals together, staying up late into the night, hanging out at the fire pit and just talking. That, that stuff doesn't happen on Zoom. So that was absolutely amazing. And then my final event was just this month, the Lucrative Society Retreat that would have been in person had this been a normal year, but we did it on Zoom. And once again, you know, even with the limitations of technology, by the end of that day together, I would say at least half of us were in tears at the end. (laughs) It was just such a profound and powerful experience. What we have focused on there is really breaking down this idea of goals and getting them into the bits and incremental pieces that matter and that you can control. I was sharing with them how I used to do a lot of things that were goal-oriented. And everybody says, oh, we'll have SMART goals. And I would make my goals SMART, but I wasn't getting them granular enough to actually move the needle, to actually make a difference. So what I do now is I don't focus on things like, this is how much money I want to make. I focus on things like, this is something I'm going to do every day, which thereby will create that amount of money. So the goal, again, is not the big picture far out. Oh, I want to make this much money in 2021. It's like, what can I do on a daily basis? Maybe it's reach out to one person on my list and have a personalized connection with them or reach out to a follower on Instagram or Facebook just with a bit of gratitude and say, hey, thanks for following me. And oh, by the way, what's your biggest challenge right now? Is there any way that I can help you? Is there anything that you need that I potentially could provide? Having goals like that is, first of all, way more trackable, way more manageable, and also something totally doable. Usually I have such a high 
income goal that I rarely meet it. <laughs> like I rarely meet those goals because I'm playing so big, thinking so big, but I'm not doing the granular things to make those things happen. So I'm shifting all of that up and I would recommend you do the same. Look at your goals and look at what are the things that actually are going to make those things happen. What are the needle movers, the things that you can control, the very simple not complex steps that you can add into either a daily or weekly routine so that you just create a habit around doing them that then from those different experiences will create the ultimate goal that you were thinking of. One of the other things that I generally do at the beginning of any year is to pick a focus or a word to be my kind of overall intention. And this year I have three words. I want to share them with you. The three words that I am taking into 2021 with me are wisdom, love, and ease. Wisdom because I have a lot of knowledge. You know, knowledge knowledge is stuff that you know. I read a lot of books. I study a lot of different things. I listen to a lot of very smart people and learn from them. I have a lot of knowledge, but really, really what I'm seeking is wisdom. Wisdom is more of an embodying or a beingness beyond the knowledge, beyond the stuff that you know. So wisdom is is really key for me this coming year. Love, because goodness, (laughs) we could all use more love and certainly the world could use more love most especially at this point in time. Looking back over this year, you know, I recognize that in some of my relationships, I I may have been a little terse, I may have been a little abrupt or short with people for no other reason except that I was hurting, that I was in pain, that I was still navigating losing my spouse, my soulmate, my my best friend. And I know that that probably came out in some of my interactions with people, which was definitely not intentional, but happened nonetheless. So this coming year, I just want to refocus, recenter on love. Because I work a lot in the field and study of heart intelligence, that may seem like an obvious one, but as a reminder, the reason that I'm so passionate and intrigued by heart intelligence is that that's not my normal nature. I am way more in my head more often than not. And generally it takes a conscious intention of bringing more love, bringing more heart into my life, into my interactions. And so that, that is what that one's about. And finally, ease. Part of that relates to what I was talking about earlier with the complexity of the life that I had created and that Sean and I had created together and just dismantling that. But really just looking at, you know, what are the things that I can control and what are the things that I cannot control? What are the things that are my responsibility? What are the things that are not? And really just getting back to the basics, that just creates a lot of ease in life. And this has been a really, really hard year for so many different reasons that that is going to be a definite focus of mine. So wisdom, love, 
and ease. So I'll wrap up this conversation with a little bit of hope. One of the things that I've been reading a lot about recently is the Spanish flu and what happened after that. Back in 1918, there was a complete pandemic of an H1N1 influenza where millions upon millions of people died. So many people were out of business. People were debating back then about whether to use masks or not to use masks. I mean, really, if you look at some of the data from back then, it could be talking about today. It's the same stuff. And while that was a very traumatic period in our history, what happened next, I think, is reason for hope. What happened next is the Roaring Twenties. After this really intense time where people were struggling and a lot of people died and businesses were shutting down and you know so much economic collapse, then once that kind of moved past that, because here's the thing, epidemics, these, they always end. There is an end in sight. I don't know when that will be, but they always end. So this has been cyclical throughout history. You can read back on so many different occurrences of this type of thing. These days, we actually are so far advanced technologically that it will be less impactful than it was back then, which may seem hard to understand from our current vantage point being in it. And, you know, people around us are ill. We know people that may have passed away. But as we go out a few years People are going to want to be out. There's going to be so much social interaction. There's going to be travel when the world opens up again. There's going to be so many businesses that were created this year. That's what I'm so excited about. You know, if you look back at any financial struggle, whether it was in the Great Depression or the Great Recession or whatever, there have been so many people that say, nope. I am not going to have this impact me in this way. I am going to pivot. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to start something new, whatever it may be. My business was born in the Great Recession during the housing crisis in the United States. I started my business when I was still working in corporate America in 2007. I left corporate in 2008 and went full-time into this business and on into 2009, 10. I mean, those were some rough years financially. And yet, born into that type of experience, I'm like, let's go. (laughs) I can't wait for the roaring 20s to get started again. I'm not going to shutter and close up shop. I didn't even do that when I was filing bankruptcy back in 2011. There always is potential. There always is possibility. And there always is growth if you get creative enough to see it. If you come from a different perspective than the doom and gloom general mentality of the media and current culture, look for the hope, look for the possibility, look for the potential, and you can create something so amazing that then, as we get into that roaring 20s, which I believe is coming a few years from now, hopefully sooner, but we'll see, it will be just a lively time. I can't wait. And that gives me hope. I hope that it does for you as well. 
I wish you a very safe, a very happy, a very healthy, a very prosperous and lucrative new year. All my best for 2021. So much love. And I will see you for season three of the Lucrative Society in the new year. Take good care. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to subscribe to the Lucrative Society on iTunes. And please leave a review of the podcast. Visit lucra.com for transcripts and resources or to become a member of the Lucrative Society where I coach purpose-based entrepreneurs on business, mindset, and heartset. Lucra, where wealth equals well-being.